The Bible Study Podcast, Episode 78. Today, the Bible Study Podcast continues to look at leadership and the leadership of Moses. Welcome to the Bible Study Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Christensen. As we look at the leadership of Moses, I'm not planning on looking at all of the first five books of the Bible or the Torah, but especially at a few particular times where we can learn something from the leadership of Moses. And so the first one comes from Exodus 18. And this is after the children of Israel have escaped from Egypt and gone through the Red Sea. And while they're still camped near Mount Sinai, Jethro, who is Moses' father-in-law, comes to them. And I'm going to skip over the first part of the chapter and come to verse 13. The next day Moses took his seat to serve as judge for the people, and they stood around him from morning till evening. When his father-in-law saw all that Moses was doing for the people, he said, What is this that you are doing for the people? Why do you alone sit as judge, while all these people stand around you from morning till evening? Moses answered him, Because the people come to me to seek God's will. Whenever they have a dispute, it is brought to me, and I decide between the parties and inform them of God's decrees and laws. Moses' father-in-law replied, What you are doing is not good. You and these people who come to you will only wear yourselves down. The work is too heavy for you. You cannot handle it alone. Listen now to me, and I will give you some advice. And may God be with you. You must be the people's representative before God and bring their disputes to him. Teach them the decrees and laws, and show them the way to live and the duties they are to perform. But select capable men from all the people, men who fear God, trustworthy men who hate dishonest gain, and appoint them as officials over thousands, hundreds, fifties, and tens. Have them serve as judges for the people at all times, but have them bring every difficult case to you, the simple cases they can decide themselves. That will make your load lighter, because they will share it with you. If you do this, and God so commands, you will be able to stand the strain, and all these people will go home satisfied. Moses listened to his father-in-law and did everything he said. He chose capable men from all Israel and made them leaders of the people, officials over thousands, hundreds, fifties, and tens. They served as judges for the people at all times, the difficult cases they brought to Moses, but the simple ones they decided themselves. So I think some of the things the Bible teaches us about leadership, like in this example here with Moses, are not uncommonly spiritual ideas in the leadership of God's people, as in the leadership in a lot of different places. Moses had to learn two different things. One, he had to take advice. He was a person in authority, but he needed to listen, in this case, to the wisdom of his father-in-law, because his father-in-law had advice for him. And so he had to learn that A leader is not necessarily the person with the only ideas or with the best ideas. And so he had to listen and humble himself at that point to say that somebody else's ideas may be better. And so he listened to his father-in-law, Jethro, who said, you need to learn to delegate. Now, I can share Moses' experience, although on a much, much smaller scale. When I had a position at work and I had 22 direct reports because I wasn't willing to delegate some of those decisions to other people. And Moses has to learn that not everything has to be decided by you. Yes, the people look to you for authority, but if you could codify some of these things and let other people make some of those easier decisions, it would be better not just for you, 
because you wouldn't have to work as hard, but also for these people who are waiting in the hot sun for him to make decisions. So being the leader sometimes means letting go of responsibility. It doesn't always mean that everything has to end with you. And Moses wasn't, in fact, doing his organization, in this case, the children of God, the people of Israel, any good by insisting that he be the one that everyone came to for judgments. One of the next times we see Moses' leadership in Exodus is in chapter 32, and that's that whole golden calf thing. Basically, while Moses is tearing on the mountain to get the Ten Commandments and a lot of other laws, the people set up an idol. And then God says to Moses, go down because your people whom you brought out of Egypt have become corrupt. They have been quick to turn away from what I commanded them and have made themselves an idol cast in the shape of a calf. They have bowed down to it and sacrificed to it and have said, These are your gods, O Israel, who brought you out of Egypt. I have seen these people, the Lord said to Moses, and they are a stiff-necked people. Now leave me alone so that my anger may burn against them and that I may destroy them. Then I will make you a great nation. But Moses sought the favor of the Lord his God. O Lord, he said, why should your anger burn against your people, whom you brought out of Egypt with great power and a mighty hand? Why should the Egyptians say it was with evil intent that he brought them out to kill them in the mountains and to wipe them off the face of the earth? Turn from your fierce anger, relent, and do not bring disaster on your people. Remember that your servant... Abraham, Isaac, and Israel, to whom you swore by your own self, I will make your descendants as numerous as the stars in the sky, and I will give your descendants all this land I promised to them, and it will be their inheritance forever. Then the Lord relented and did not bring on his people the disaster he had threatened. Did you notice one interesting thing about this section is God calls the people of Israel Moses' people in that first part. Go down because your people whom you brought out of Egypt... God says to Moses, and Moses calls them your people. It sounds a little like, do you know what your son did today? But I think that there is part of the role of a leader here is we see this in business situations where sometimes a leader has to take the heat or has to has to protect the people who he is leading or she is leading. And Moses did this for his people. He had to basically deflect God's anger long enough to preserve them. Now, he was offered a great deal, which was, I'll make you the Abraham. I'll make you the one from whom a great nation will arise. And Moses has to look to the good of the people, even over his own personal benefit. And I think that is another skill of leadership, is he is looking to the good of the people, and he is protecting them, in this case, even from the anger of God. And the last passage I want to look at is Numbers 20. This is an odd passage. In the first month, the whole Israelite community arrived at the desert of Zin, and they stayed at Kadesh. There Miriam died and was buried. Now there was no water for the community, and the people gathered in opposition to Moses and Aaron. They quarreled with Moses and said, If only we had died when our brothers fell dead before the Lord. Why did you bring the Lord's community into this desert, that we and our livestock should die here? Why did you bring us up out of Egypt to this terrible place? It has no grain or figs, grapevines or pomegranates, and there is no water to drink. Moses and Aaron went from the assembly to the entrance to the tent of meeting and fell face down, and the glory of the Lord appeared to them. Then the Lord said to Moses, Take the staff, and you and your brother Aaron gather the assembly together. Speak to the rock before their eyes, and it will pour out its water. You will bring water out of the rock for the community so that they and their livestock can drink. 
So Moses took the staff from the Lord's presence just as he commanded him. He and Aaron gathered the assembly together in front of the rock, and Moses said to them, Listen, you rebels, must we bring you water out of this rock? Then Moses raised his arm and struck the rock twice with his staff. Water gushed out in the community, and their livestock drank. But the Lord said to Moses and Aaron, Because you did not trust me enough to honor me as holy in the sight of the Israelites, you will not bring this community into the land I give them. Now this is an interesting story. It's the second time the people grumbled because they were in a desert without water. And the first time Moses was instructed to strike the rock, and in this time he's instructed to speak to the rock. It's one of many different times where the people grumble and they because they don't have food, they're given manna because they don't have meat, they're given quail, just all of these situations. This one, though, Moses gets it wrong. Now, he gets the first part right. He has a problem. He doesn't know what to deal with. He takes it to God. And a Christian leader, a person of God, brings problems they don't know how to deal with to God. And I think Moses was on the right track there. But he gets very specific instructions from God, more specific than you and I usually get. But it seems a little arbitrary at first. Well, he strikes the rock instead of speaking the rock, and therefore he can't go into the promised land. I don't know that that's what this is all about. Did you notice his words as he talks to the people? Listen, you rebels, must we bring you water out of this rock? Can Moses really bring water from rock? Is that something that Moses can do? He's lost sight of the fact that although he's led this people through many different situations, he's not God. He has a position, he has an authority, he has capabilities, but they don't include bringing water from the rock. Moses often shows humility in the Exodus. In fact, the Bible says that Moses was the most humble man ever. And since we typically attribute this book to Moses, we know it must be true. But in this particular case, it seems like what has gotten in his way is pride. He's disobedient, and what God says is, why did you not trust in me? Because obedience is tied to trust. And I think one of the things we need to remember as we talk about leadership here is leadership is an important role, but it is just one of the many roles. Being a leader is a responsibility more than a privilege. It's not something that says you're more special. And I think Moses loses track of this for a brief period of time. And because of that, he doesn't go into the promised land. I think that may be the last word here on this study of leadership. I haven't figured out what we're going to do next week. I'd be open to your suggestions. With that, we'll bring this episode to a close. If you have any questions, feel free to send them to host at thebiblestudypodcast.com or post a comment at thebiblestudypodcast.com. And as always, thanks so much for listening. A powerful prayer life does not require hiking a mountain to be able to hear from God. God can meet us right in the middle of our busy lives to help, 
guide, and speak to us through prayer. I'm Christina Patterson, host of the Teach Us to Pray podcast, providing practical teaching and encouragement on how you can make prayer a natural and consistent part of your everyday life. I promise it won't require hiking a mountain, but you just might develop the faith to move one. Listen and subscribe at lifeaudio.com.